is your host, Liz Bullard. And if you are new to Coffee and Convos, welcome. This is my podcast where I talk with friends, leaders in the community, and other great conversationalists about politics, wellness, and activism. This episode, I am joined by the wonderful Yvette Walker of Positively Joy Podcast, and we discuss finding joy. And this is such a critical piece to activism and wellness because it can be hard to find joy, to stay positive, to stay uplifted in the face of so many hard things. And on this particular week, there was a lot going on in the realm of uh, social and racial justice, and it can be draining. It can be draining to see so many things go on and have a lack of progress or slow progress. And no matter where this episode is finding you, there is always going to be a difficult time. But it's about remembering how to find that joy. And this conversation reminds me to always look and be curious about what brings me joy. And so thank you for listening. I hope this episode finds you well. For more information on Coffee and Convos and for Coffee and Convos products, go to coffeeconvosliz.com for all the latest information and updates and episodes. having me back. I am so excited. I really needed, um, personally, this is like a selfish episode. I needed (laughs) uh, this joy, this episode. And so I'm glad things worked out the way that they did um, because this has been a super hard week. And so I hope that we not only cover that, but ways to stay joyful. However, before we jump jump into those deep conversations and me unloading all of my thoughts so that I can feel better, please tell the listeners about your podcast (laughs) and tell the listeners. So last time I had you on, I asked you if you were a coffee or tea person and listeners will have to go back to that episode to find out, but share with us if you had to describe your, your podcast as like a coffee or a tea flavor what kind of blend would that be? Oh, okay. So my, I, I think my podcast would be, it would have to be a, you know, a smooth uh, hazelnut latte coffee <laughs> uh, or Italian cream. I love that too. Uh, I mean, just listen now, and the music is going to change for, for season three, but just listen to the music. It's just, it's, it's kind of groovy, kind of chill. And that's that's my personality, I'd say. So, uh, even though I, I well, I won't say they'll have to go back and listen to find out if I'm coffee or tea. Um, I say that this is probably kind of a real smooth drink. It's a smooth drink. Mm. And please, my podcast. Little- and anyway, uh, and mm-hmm. go ahead. Yeah, I was I was just gonna say. So um, the podcast is positively joy. Uh, everything about it can be found at positivelyjoy.com. And it is, you know, I say that we, we really look for God in the everyday because God is everywhere and God is love and he is joy. So choose joy. And I really believe that it is, it is a personal choice. And I want to remind people, I say this all the time. I'm not trying to be flippant when I say, well, you know, just choose joy, get over it. That's not what I'm saying at all, but we, we must, we must choose joy in the hard times. I know we're going to talk about that. And so on the podcast, uh, it's an interview show. Mostly I have some solo episodes, but we, we talk to a lot of people on the podcast and they frequently will tell us, um, the path that they have walked and, and, you know, and where they are finding their joy, uh, all the way from, uh, someone who had had miscarriages many and who remained faithful because they knew God was faithful and they, 
you know, they are, they are pregnant now, actually, actually. Okay, and, uh, talking to a woman who is, um, who is bipolar, uh, which is a personality disorder. And, um, she and her husband has, are celebrating nine years. And, you know, I, I, I clapped for them. I applauded them because that's a hard, that's a hard road to go down. Right. And I can speak from experience on that, which I'll get to a little bit later. And, um, you know, all the way to someone who is an artist and who finds God really as his muse, uh, God gives him the creativity and God, that's what God does. I mean, he, he sends his spirit and he gives us, you know, all the gifts that we have and, and, um, and just finding pure joy in that. So the show talks to a lot of different people from a lot of different walks of life. Um, but they definitely have a little bit of joy in their back pocket. And so that is why we want to have them on the show. Um, even though there are hard times and, um, you know, we certainly, um, we're a biblical show. So while I'm not a Bible scholar, I, I do try to pull it back to that and also to prayer. Uh, and so that's what we do. Awesome. Fantastic. And as you say that it's a faith-based show or, you know, a show that, you know, talks about God, what would you say to people that are like, well, I don't have a faith base. Like, is this the show for me? Like, how do you handle those type of questions? Yeah. So a friend of mine who I hadn't talked to in a long time, uh, was responding to something on Facebook and, and after, you know, they did that, they said, Hey, and sent me a private message said, Hey, I just want to let you know, you know, I, and I'm paraphrasing, you know, that your podcast really not my thing, but I listen to it, you know, sometimes, you know, because they know me and, um, and they, and they, they are able to get something out of it. You know, I actually just talked to someone who someone might consider secular and it hasn't aired yet. It's gonna, I'm recording now for season three, uh, which is coming up in about a month, but this person talked about that inner soul power Mm. And while he talks about it as the ego, Mm -hmm. the ego, which is deep inside you, which is fear-based, you know, we were able to talk about that where I'm talking about it as fear and the fact that God tells us hundreds of times in the Bible, be not afraid, do not fear, I am with you. Mm -hmm. So we had a great conversation, even though his work is with a lot of people and maybe even what some people would consider secular, but we had a great conversation and it, it made sense. So, you know, I think that God, I think that my, my podcast um, is not preachy, uh, certainly not try to be preachy. It's, it's storytelling. It's mm-hmm. basically telling people's stories and the paths that they walk down. And yes, we use faith to unpack those stories, but those stories may resonate with you. So if you don't think that you have, you know, a strong faith or really any faith, I'd say give it a try. Um, I've got about 70 episodes for you to listen to. So go to positively.com. I'm sure you'll find one that may resonate with you in some way. So check it out. I, I love how you said using faith to unpack the stories because, you know, we all have a story to, to share and, Um, I just really like how you wove Mm -hmm. in, you know, what you are passionate about and using that as a platform to allow people to share their story. So, and congrats on 70 episodes and on three seasons. That is not an easy thing to do. It's crazy. It's, it is a bit crazy. I started as, as you well know, I started in the midst of the pandemic in May of 2020. Um, I thought that I would do I had the crazy goal of twice a week Mm -hmm. and that's why probably I have so many. Uh, And I've kept that up mostly um, as we move into season three. I don't know. I might switch it up a little bit. I might do, I might do a little bit more blogging because what I, what I feel I can't do is to do as many podcasts and I'm really not blogging as much as I would like to and, and, and get my writing out. So we'll see, we'll see, but we'll have something, you know, what I might turn, what I might do now is to have, you know, that one, longer substantial episode during the week and have a shorter one. So we'll see. I look forward to all of that. And I really look forward in, in, in borrowing some of your joy for this episode, because um, going through this weekend and talking to people, there was such a, he- a heaviness from people because there was so much going on. Um, 
So just to recap, mm -hmm. um, you know, there was the shooting of uh, Dante Wright. There was the shooting of this 13-year-old boy, Adam uh, Toledo in Chicago. There was the FedEx max, mass shooting. Um, we have the trial of George Floyd. You have all these heavy things going on um, on top of just still going through a pandemic. And when I talk to people, a lot of times, you know, it's like, how are you? It's like, oh, I'm, I'm tired. And I think that mm -hmm. not only has to do through the season change of going from winter to spring, but just the tiredness of this repeated trauma that we constantly are inflicted with. Um, whether you yourself are going through a trauma or just that trauma of constantly seeing things and being exposed to things. Um, it's been a long year um, that we have all been going through. And so I'm really just interested in kind of just how was this week for you? Like, how did you stay positive this week? Um, did you have to just kind of turn off the news? Just kind of like, how did you make it to today? <laughs> well, it's funny because I am um, a former journalist, a former day-to-day -day journalist. I still consider myself a journalist. I'm on the national board of the Society of Professional Journalists, and um, and I teach journalism. So I have, you know, in my whole life just been up in the news, okay? I mean, I watched a lot of news, read a lot of news. When I started working uh, in academia full-time, I pulled back a little bit. Because it was my job mm -hmm. to know what was in the news all the time. And even though I am a journalist and I think it's important to be informed and uh, the journalist works for you, mm -hmm. you know, um, I, I, I'm very positive on journalists and I have a lot to say about that. That's not this, that's not this show, but I, even I pull back a little bit um, just, you know, even since I'm not doing that full time anymore. And I think there's a reason to do that. And I'm not talking about burying your head under the sand. And I'm not, I'm not even going to subscribe to the belief that there's just bad news on mm -hmm. TV or bad news in the papers. I'm, I'm not even going to subscribe to that. But it is a lot. There's a lot of media that we consume. And it can be tiring. I mean, we're on social media. I'm going to guess that your guests are just like me. And we're on social media hours and hours and hours a day. And we can click through to a lot of news stories that way. Um, and I'm not saying get off social media, although I have I have fasted from social media before. I'm feeling like a fast is coming on. I'm feeling like I need to fast from TV and from social media for just a little while um, and then do some stuff like get back into the word. But, um, you know, I think sometimes we do need to do that. We need to get our sleep. We need to, as much as we can, because the pandemic's still on, get with our friends and spend time, spend really good quality time with that. Now, you know, what I'm always thinking about, and I'm, I'm going to turn my church on for a minute, um, is, is what Jesus said. And so, so to answer your question, how do I get through it? This is how I get through it. Not everybody listening will, but um, Jesus said that, he wanted to give us his joy. He said, if you keep my commands, you'll remain in my love, just as I've kept my father's commands and remain in his love. I've told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. I think that's really important to say, to understand the complete part of the joy. So what are the commands? Two simple commands, love God, love people. Very simple. So that's what I try and do. I love God and I try to love my fellow man. That's hard <laughs> sometimes. It definitely is hard sometimes, um, especially when we see people who, who in many cases don't like us, don't seem to care about us. Um, I just finished watching the Amazon series, Them. I, I, I recommend it, but not maybe, maybe not this week, maybe take another week to watch it because it's intense and it is, um, it's a very interesting kind of supernatural show. Intense. It was very intense. It, it, it's intense. And, and in case you're, you know, your listeners don't know, it's kind of supernatural, but it's about race and race relations and racism. The big R, <laughs> like going back in time, big R. So Jim Crow, big I would say some people might, might not be, 
yeah, might not be ready for it, especially these last couple of weeks. But but I finished watching it last night and and to you know, and these are actors, I get that. But but to see this 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 uh, look of hate on their faces when they're looking at this black family, obviously I'm going to I'm going to um, connect with the black family. I am black. So just to think that there are people who hate me so much, mm. I still have a difficulty. I still have a lot of difficulty understanding that. And particularly if you say that you're Christian, how can mm. you hate anybody? Right. Um, I haven't posted this yet, but I just created an image that I'm going to post. Um, it's two, I don't even know where I got this from, but two cats sitting in the window. One is a, a kind of a yellow tabby and one is a black cat. And they're sitting each other and, and then sitting next to each other in the window. And um, it says, love is colorblind. And then I quote from John, because it doesn't say love is colorblind in the, in the Bible, but John basically says, and this is the gospel of John, um, that we are supposed to love our brother. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't get it. I don't get it how people can hate each other. And that's, so that's the, that's the most difficult thing for me to understand that these things are happening because a people hate people or B they don't, they don't understand people, which leads to fear, which leads to hate. Absolutely. And so that's where I think a lot of this is coming from. And so how can we get around that? I I know a lot of people don't want to say, well, why do I always have to, you know, extend the olive leaf? Why do I have to be the one to be the better person? Why can't they do it? But all you can do is control yourself. You can't control anybody else. So it, so, so from what I believe in as a Christian, it, it is my duty to, to love others and to the extent, extend the olive leaf when I can. Um, yeah, it's, it's hard. <laughs> it, it is, it is very difficult. I, I love how you talked about, um, extending the olive, olive leaf when you can, right? Because there comes a time where it's like, Sometimes you have to pour back into yourself so that you can do that because sometimes people do things that are so hurtful Mm -hmm. or, you know, they don't support you in the way um, that you would think or want them to. And so there is this hurt there. And so sometimes it is a requiring of you to get your own healing. And I also firmly agree that, you know, sometimes it's about your own healing when you extend the olive leaf it's about controlling your own actions and sometimes for you to have that peace you have to say look i'm going to squash whatever because i need peace i need to move on from this situation so i need to forgive Mm -hmm. you so that i can move on whether you want my forgiveness whether you feel like you need it i need to move on and i need to close this chapter so i really like how you talked about controlling your own actions because that's the only person you can control Absolutely. And when you are upset about what other people do and you've tried to explain to them, talk to them or whatever, and they're not changing, um, that's going to fester inside you. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're walking down the street, singing a song, like nothing's bothering them, but what, but this is like festering inside of you. And so you've got to, you've got to clear that out through however you're going to be, you know, whether or not it's through, you know, through reading the word or, or just, or through meditating or however you're going to do what you're going to do exercise. But it's important to do that because that can just harm us. Um, in the long run, we've, we've got to, um, we've got to be healthy in this Mm. society. We've got to be mentally healthy as well as physically healthy. Um, you know, the expression about put your own oxygen mask on Mm -hmm. before you can put on anybody else's that is so true. Mm -hmm. We've, we've got to do that. And so, um, and as black women, you know, we're always about fixing everybody else right? and giving, giving, giving to everybody else and not pouring back in there. So I think we're getting better. I think <laughs> trying we're getting better. To, trying. Um, you know, we're trying, you're trying to, through saying no, when we need mm-hmm. to, you know, from time to time, I just had a conversation with, um, with a friend at church, you know, we were talking about just being so busy and always saying yes. Right. And even to great things, right. but we're going to have to learn how to say no so that we can, you know, have some quiet time and just, um, pour back into ourselves. For me, that means creating, creating, uh, more time so that I can read 
the Bible more, learn about what he is telling me to do, and also learn about the context of what happened back then and understanding, you know, I mean, I don't, I'm not going to be a Bible scholar, but I want to learn more. Mm-hmm. But if I don't make time to do that, you know, I won't, and I won't be able to, if I don't pour back into myself, I can't deliver a message that I think he has for me to give. So I've got to do that. And then I also spend time with my husband who is very, very accepting. I mean, he knew what he married. (laughs) He's very, very accepting about me not being home a lot. I mean, I'm at church or doing, you know, helping people volunteer, whatever with students. I mean, he's, you know, again, he's okay, but you know, even just spending, spending time at home and, you know, we watched, we watched them together and I was like, okay, this is, this is rough. And this is, Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, just spending just spending time together and with your children or or with your pets or whoever you have. Absolutely. And and I love how really you talk about having an authentic authenticity with your own self. Whether that's in saying like okay, I need to limit the things that I'm saying yes to or even being more vocal with your no as far as I can't tolerate this and this in my space or I can't tolerate um mm-hmm lack of support, lack of, you know, whatever it is. Um, and the reason I bring that up is, um, I, you know, sometimes in scrolling, you continue to see these posts about, um, if the person didn't resist, they would still be alive. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I really trying to repurpose, uh, my anger, my frustration and say, okay, what can I do with this? Kind of going back to, I can't control someone else. How can I control me? So whether that's in being more vocal as to, uh, you know, educating, even though I feel like we've done a lot of educating over this past year, whether it's in taking space to be more active um, politically, whether activism, podcasting, whatever, but really trying to be more authentic with my feelings and repurposing um, those feelings to that, so that they are productive. Because, like you said, mm-hmm. anger and all your all your feelings can fester and can turn into something that is not helpful and start to kill you from the inside out. And so, I really think that it's exactly what you're mm-hmm. saying. Kind of like again, being authentic and saying, "What do I need? Do I need meditation? Do I need the word? Do I need what is it that I need? What is it that this feeling needs?" I think that's beautiful. Yeah, I agree. And don't get me wrong. There are times when you have to say something. If someone if someone says something that's incorrect, then you have to let them know. Uh, just again, trying not to, you know, watch a whole lot of, of news. Um, but, you know, but, but I am interested in the trial and uh, hearing from the medical examiner, the medical examiner said that this man died not because of whatever, if he had in his system or whatever, he died because of pressure put on his neck. You know, that is from an independent, objective medical professional. And that is something that you can tweet out or say publicly if you need to. You know, I mean, it is, it, I think it is okay and can be fulfilling to some degree mm-hmm. to speak truth. But I find it for me, I find it unproductive to get into a debate with someone, especially on Facebook or on social media. That's just not, I'm not going to change their minds. Mm -hmm. If I know you personally and want to have a conversation with you and try to help you understand, try to see where you're coming from because I care and also try to help you understand, you know, the truth or my truth. That's one thing. But getting into a debate, even with someone that you kind of know, on Facebook, to me, that's not productive. So I avoid that. I do avoid that. But if people do say something that is patently wrong, incorrect, and I have a link to a, something, information that will correct that, then I do post that. Mm, absolutely. Again, I think it goes back to what you said about, you know, one, identifying what you need in controlling your ac- actions, right? You cannot control another person. And so it's about, okay, what can I do that's going to give me joy and give me peace in this season where so many things are out of your control? Um, I think that's super, super powerful Mm -hmm. um, advice to ground yourself. Um, And I also like how you talked about, you know, for some people, it is very therapeutic to watch the trial, to have that closure. 
and also holding space for people that kind of just need to catch the cliff notes, kind of stay on the peripheral of what's going on because it is re-traumatizing. And so in, in dealing in journalism and dealing with your students and dealing with people in your surroundings, um, any patterns or trends that you've noticed this week, whether it's people needing to immerse themselves in what's going on or needing to take a back seat for their own healing as to, and so not to just kind of minimize how much they're taking in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I am, I am concerned for students because we are still in the pandemic and depending on the class size, we are on zoom. Um, if, a, if the class is small enough, we are able to meet in person but I have a class that's over a hundred people. So we have to meet on zoom. And so we just, I just don't have that one-on-one connection with them. Um, I can't see because I have like windows and windows up and I can't see everybody at one time. So I may miss seeing a student with an expression that I need to say, Hey, how are you doing? You know, Mm -hmm. especially a, a student of color. I can't always do that right now. Um, um, but the good news is, is that, you know, we, I mean, Zoom and, and, and technology like we're using now is great. We're able to have workshops. We're able to do all kinds of things. Um, we have a diversity, equity, and in- inclusivity department on campus. Uh, and we just gave out a bunch of awards for people who were doing great DEI work, um, students included. So, I mean, there's, there's, there's good things going on out there and, um, I'm not sure if they timed that for last week, but it was it was well received. It was nice to see the work that people are doing in, even in the midst of all of this. Um, so I think I think we also need to uh, to claim that wherever we can mm. to seek out the good work that's going on. People are doing really some amazing stuff. And I know that we can really get sucked into, you know, consuming a lot of media, especially when we're uh, we're not in lockdown, but kind of a mini lockdown, depending on the amount that you want to do. Um, but I am just finding such great work that um, that people are doing, that young people are putting out there. Absolutely. That just makes me, that I might not have seen otherwise. And um, it just makes me feel great that people are doing doing some some good stuff. And I also love, and I know I'm talking about them a lot, but I literally just finished it last night. And I like, they have some clips of the kind of behind the scenes stuff, like what the actors felt about things mm-hmm. and um, it, some particular scenes and that were very difficult. And, t- and, you know, hearing them talk about like how they try to, to take on this scene. And it just, um, there's, you know, there's some, there's some ways I think to, to have, you know, cathartic healing, mm. um, even through watching media. There's um there's a lot of um diversity, good diversity uh broadcasts and movies and short films out there that I think, you know, on Netflix and Amazon Prime, uh, that I think is doing a lot of good work. And um I think it's up to us to choose. Uh, to seek that out when we can, especially when we feel like we're just really getting, we're just, we're just getting, you know, bombarded with stuff. And, you know, and then also um, seek the stuff that fills you. Mm. you Right now I'm also watching The Chosen, which is a, which is a, which is a series about the life of Christ. And it is just filling me. It is filling me, giving me all the feels Um, just, you know, seeing, the apostles and how he, how he chose them and what was going on, the history of it and what was going on at that time and all of that. So I think we have to, we have to seek out the stuff that fills us, mm-hmm. even if it's like, you know, entertainment or, or it can, but it can be history. It can be education, uh, infotainment. It can't, whatever we, we need to refill. And I know I'm talking about like watching a lot of TV and stuff, but yes, getting out into nature it's getting nice. It's getting nice. So certainly do that. Um, I love pets. I have, I have a dog and two cats and sometimes just putting things down and playing with them just gives me a lot of joy. Absolutely. I, I love how you said, do the things that fill you um, with joy. And I think that is so important. I know we do a lot of talking about the pandemic and racial injustice because those are the issues that are most pressing and most current. Um, 
but there will always be something that zaps into your spirit, into your soul, into your being. And so always having those things that feel you and the people that feel, feel you, because you will always need to gravitate to something when you get low. And I think that's just a really beautiful thing to keep in mm-hmm. mind. And also being curious about why you don't feel filled up right? Whether it was you gave out too much of yourself, Mm -hmm. maybe there is a frustration. So like, for me, I'm trying to be more curious about the things that bother me. And some things that I have learned about myself this week are, um, it bothers me when there are people in power and positions to make change. And they don't because I am not in a position to make change. And so I am trying to either position myself to be more influential or to do what I can where in my own space, because um, I really feel that, you know, you especially locally, we have a lot of politicians and things that are in local office and that will post about, we support this community. But when it comes to action, they do not co-sign things mm-hmm. that will actually create change. And so that is a frustration mm-hmm. for me. And so really trying to repurpose that And like you said, doing the things that fill me with joy. You know, I think that uh, there was a time when a lot of young people really didn't get involved in politics, but I think that that, that those days are over. I think a lot of young people are actually understanding that I don't agree with you just with what you just did. And I'm going to contact you and ask you why you did that or why Mm -hmm. didn't you vote for this? And I think those questions are valid. Um, If, if, if you don't feel like it's time for you to run or get involved like in your city council or school board or whatever, if that's not the time for you. And yeah, asking those questions, trying to understand, you know, what they're trying to do and let them know, let your leaders know where you're coming from. I mean, they are our, you know, elected officials or sometimes appointed, but they still serve us. Mm -hmm. So I think it's fair to, to not, to not vent, but to, voice your concern mm-hmm. to these leaders. And even doing that, I think can, can help get some of that frustration out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, there's another group that I'm a, a part of. Um, it's a faith-based group and um, it's about racial equity and inclusivity. And um, we talk a lot about current events. And the question that is always present is how do we go from prayer to action? right? Because there sometimes Mm -hmm. is an unrest, right? Like you're like, okay, I've talked about it. I feel a little bit okay. But for some people, there is still something there. And um, sometimes Mm -hmm. it is not for leadership to to do, but sometimes it is for you to do. And so um, as you were just talking, you know, listeners, Mm -hmm. really be curious about your unrest that you feel and see what is that motivating you to do? Is it motivating you to be more educated within yourself or to educate others? Is it um, prompting you to be more vocal in in activism or creating um, an awareness about a cause, but really being um, curious about what these feelings of unrest mean for you and how you can be productive with those feelings rather than looking at them as a way of they are killing me or hurting me. What are they prompting you to do that is creating change and creating growth? Mm, Yeah, so true. Um, I think sometimes we can just feel stuck. Mm. And so I challenge my students I challenge my students sometimes to, to voice, you know, to voice, you know, what, what are you feeling? What are, you know, what, and we're talking about journalism because my, I teach media. So we're talking about well, what just happened in the media and, and how do you feel about that? And did they, did they do the, did they cover this the right way? Did mm-hmm. they make the right decision? And you know, how do you, how do you feel about that? Understanding that, that they're going to be media professionals someday. So trying to get them to challenge themselves to, to, put themselves in that position and decide what would I have done Mm. if I'm covering the trial or if I'm covering what, you know, these things, you know, how would I have covered this? What would I have done? And I tell them, if you don't learn anything else this whole semester, I want you to walk out now with feeling, feeling comfortable about the decision that you would have made and, um, and knowing that you can stand by that Mm -hmm. and not, not being faced with a decision 
or faced with an issue and then being a deer in the headlights and not being able to either make a decision or to vocalize how you're feeling about something. And so we, we talk about that. That's beautiful because I, again, I think you always have to say, okay, what would I do? And um, to that effect, mm-hmm. like, what if I don't do anything, will I regret this later? Right. Because I think there's a lot yeah. of um, environment of, should I say this? Should I do this? Should I protest? Should I not? Should I do this? I think it all goes back to at the end of the day, what is going to give you joy and peace? Like if you don't say something about an issue, are you going to continue to have rest? If you don't do, you know, is that Mm -hmm. going to give you this unrest? Really, again, being authentic and saying like, what is it that you need for your own healing? What is it that you need for your own joy? Um, Mm -hmm. And being real with yourself and being authentic and doing those things that heal you and that fulfill you. Whether that's taking a day where you're just on the couch watching Netflix or, you know, you're around your friends or you're connecting with others, but really thinking about how do I get filled in this season? Yes. And understanding that there may be consequences for it. Mm. So, you know, you're making a, de- you're making a decision for your own good to do some things and you may need to tell your boss that I'm going to do this. Or you may need to say, I need to take a couple hours off today. Cause I need to go, you know, I need to go, uh, go downtown and meet folks for this rally and understanding that there may be consequences, like whatever you decide to do. Um, in the, in the media world, for example, say you're covering the education And you, you know, and the school board's doing something that you disagree with. They're making a decision about maybe they're going to take prayer out of schools or they're making, they're making a decision to not allow some person of color to go to the prom because of the, because of their hair. We've seen all those crazy stories. Um, You, you know, if you have to go to the school board because you feel strongly led that you have got to, as a citizen, voice your opinion, the consequence may be you can't cover education beat anymore because you have an agenda point of view. Mm. And you may say, okay, move me, move me to, move me to another coverage area. That, that's, that's kind of intense, but it's a real, that's a real possibility of something that could happen. Like in my world, Um, you know, if, if you're going to a black lives matter rally and you work for a conservative company, which which very well could happen. What are you going to do? So these are they're decisions that you make for your own self right. to fill yourself up. But understanding there sometimes can be consequences. You know, the consequences might be to your financials. Right. So are you prepared? You know, I know, you know, the, I think there's always the plan to have two months salary and two and a half months salary in the bank. Would it be nice? I know that's easier said than done. Uh, people call it, people call it walk away money. You know all that. <laughs> um, but that's real. That's real talk. Uh, you, you know, if, if you're making some hard decisions because it's a, it's a crazy time we're living in, um, you may, you may realize that the decision could affect me uh, in my social circle. It might affect me in my in my work circle. And am I ready for that? And if you are, that's great. Just understand that there could be consequences. Absolutely. And it's really interesting to think about how um, all these issues affect all the different areas of your life. I think, you know, you know, it's sometimes mm-hmm. you think like, okay, it only it's like kind of like a media thing and it doesn't touch home. But sometimes you have to think about what would you do in those work situations, family situations, all these other, you know, because these issues, these heavy issues um, are landing very close to home. Um, And so I think that's a very good point um, because I think sometimes you have to wrestle with, again, whether it's your job or personal life about this unrest. And sometimes this unrest and like wanting to do something isn't like a right now move, but it's in thinking about, okay, what are the steps do I have mm-hmm. to make to make these long-term moves? So also having wisdom about that as well in this season where um, it's so complex. And so um, as a journalist, 
was it ever hard to cover something? Like, did you ever feel like conflicted? It wasn't, it wasn't hard to cover something um, because I felt a certain way or believed in something else, but uh, because I used to cover police, um, that can be just hard to cover. And when I was a reporter, which was a long time ago, uh, I had to cover a serial killer who was killing, was killing lots of people, but he was killing little black girls. And at first I didn't think that that was affecting me, but when one little girl was missing and I'm telling you in my heart, I thought she was going to be found. Okay. I just like, Oh, she's going to be found. She's going to be okay. And when her body was found that just, I don't know, it kind of switched a trigger or rather uh, switched a switch on in me. And I just was, I was surprised and almost devastated. And it told me that I was really allowing myself to become desensitized Mm. covering because I covered a lot of murders and, and violence when I was doing this job. So I had to make the decision and I quit that job. I had to make the decision that I, I could not keep myself in this, in this negative um, job where I was seeing dead bodies, writing about dead bodies, bodies of color, and someone needs to do it. And I'd done it for two years and I felt like I'd done my due. And then I, I, I moved on because I felt like I was, I was just really not, I wasn't feeling it anymore. And when her body was found, the little girl, all those feelings that's flooded in. And I realized I have not been feeling Mm. in a long time. And I, and I was, I was young at that time. I'm like, no, I think I need to move on to something else. And so I made the decision to get another job. Thank you for being so vulnerable and sharing because I think that is very important too, right? So if you're always the person like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. Really being um, curious about that exploring, you know, like, are you desensitized? Are you really fine? Are you bottling, you know? um, And also looking Mm -hmm. in on those friends that are always fine or always numb to this stuff to really say like, hey, are you okay? Because like you said, that one thing can happen and really trigger a switch and be like, oh, wow, I was holding all of that in. And so also just being um, mm-hmm. vulnerable within yourself and, and open with yourself about when you need to step away because you have become so numb, which is so easy to do when you are completely exposed mm-hmm. to trauma. And I would argue to say just us as a human race in America have been exposed to trauma repeatedly this year whether it is in the amount of deaths from the coronavirus, police brutality, um, the the crimes against the Asian community. And so really just saying, have I just become numb to all of this? And do I need to take a step away and, and mm-hmm. heal myself because I am numb? So thank you for sharing that. I totally agree with you. Um, I think that, I think the last two years, uh, well, maybe, maybe the last year and going into this one, um, we have been exposed to a lot of people. But I think even before that, people, mm-hmm. a lot of people in this country who who are medical professionals, mm-hmm. who are police officers, who are fire officers, who, who work in some way with trauma, people, uh, social workers, mm-hmm. people, people dealing in, you know, in, uh, in, so, in, the, in the psychology and medical, medical um, mm-hmm. uh, social sciences you know, people who work for the media. I mean, there's, I mean, there are so many people who work in jobs and in jobs that are connected to areas of trauma. And just to get through the week, you have to become numb. And I personally don't drink, but I know people come home and have that glass of wine and kind of, and kind of unwind. Um, is that enough? Not, mm. I'm not saying is the one glass of wine enough. I'm not <laughs> saying that. I'm saying is how, is coming home and putting your feet up and having a glass of wine. Is that going to undo everything that you went through that day? Mm. And is there more you have to do? And maybe that means, maybe that means going, you know, going on a retreat, spending, you know, spending some time actually away to really, you know, as we talked earlier before, unpack a lot of this, a lot of the feeling, a lot of what's going on. 
Um, yeah, yeah. My husband works uh, in the uh, in the corrections um, area, and so he works at a prison. Uh, he's not a jailer per se. He's not, you know, that he he works. He manages the kitchen, but he has, you know, day to day direct contact with prisoners, and um, the and and just dealing with their humanity, the people mm-hmm. in corrections. Um, there's there's a lot of people out there who have really hard jobs, and this was before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, yeah, just. Un- feeling, you know, understanding how to unpack that. And I think it has to be more than just coming home and watch some TV and going to sleep. I think we, mm. I think that gets to a point where we have to do more. Um, and that could be, you know, you know, and what, you know, what I, what I believe that's finding, that's finding uh, that higher power that is going to protect us and, and walk with us. Um, but also, spending time away, finding, finding a way to spend some time away. And I know that been, that's been hard during the pandemic, but just spending some time to kind of get away and, you know, just having some time to just unpack everything that's going on. Um, and when we are apart from people, you know, take advantage of this technology and talk to each other. I talk to my sister every day. Uh, mostly on the phone, but um, even though, you know, we, we live in the same state, two different cities though. And I don't, we don't always actually have the time to get to see each other, but we talk every single day. Um, You know, don't let weeks go by without Mm. talking to people that you trust, Mm. that people you can really talk to and tell kind of what's going on. Cause you can look up and all of a sudden it's been a month before, you know, since you had a really that last conversation with somebody that can really happen pretty easily. Absolutely. And I think that's a beautiful way to pause this episode because, you know, I, I love how you said, is that enough? Right. Um, like you said, everyone, life is hard. Jobs are hard. And really saying like, is that quote unquote self-care you're doing enough or do you need to do more to unpack all of that heaviness and all of that weight? Um, especially as things are opening up, things are kind of getting back to quote unquote normal with the busyness and the lack of pouring in. And as people are trying to be mindful about self-care, really um, being curious with yourself and saying, is this enough? And really, um, doing what you need for your, your healing, for your wellness, for your joy. Um, I love how you said, do not be disconnected from the people that you trust and care about because it really is so easy for time to go by before you have connected with people. And so um, thank you so, so very much for all those wonderful gems of joy um, that you have laid upon us. Listeners, I challenge you out there to really think about are you doing enough for yourself? You know, um, as Yvette had talked about, you know, we are caretakers, especially as women, as black women, you know, we are, you know, you might be in a role of a caregiver in your job and your personal life and really saying, am I doing enough to care for me the way that I care for others? I think that is just so beautiful. So Yvette, thank you. And before I ask you my last question, is there anything else you want to share? Anything you have going on with the podcast before I ask you my last question? Absolutely. You know, we're, we're about to launch season three. So I encourage everybody um, to, to listen to it again, even if you're not sure that a faith-based podcast is for you um, take a listen. I think that there's going to be there something there from all the episodes that we've done that will resonate with you. Um, and, um, and I'm actually trying some new creative, um, activities, um, doing some more writing, maybe even writing songs. So we'll see, we'll see if I have anything to debut in the coming year. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm going to a conference uh, on uh, media and podcasting in the, in the, in, uh, in June. So I'm pretty excited about that. Ooh, sounds and I just, I want to get filled back up. I want to get filled mm-hmm. back up. I love that. I love that. Listen, you need to write a book about your journalist days and about all the stories you covered. 
Oh yeah, there's there's journalists out there that have done better work than I have, but you never know. Maybe. <laughs> Listen, whatever way the Lord leads you, uh, I will be there. <laughs> um. All right. All right. <laughs> so, Yvette, my last question is, what's <laughs> in your cup? And this is where I ask my guests and my listeners, what three things you are adding to your cup to get you through your day and your week. And while you think of your answer, I will give you mine. So the three things I really need this week, um, I'm going to be more curious about, am I doing enough to care for myself? So I'm going to put curiosity into my cup, just being more curious about what I need. Um, Always good conversation, good conversation, continued conversation um, about the things that fill me and excite me and give me joy in my cup. And the third thing, um, hopefully we get some sun and I can get a little bit more nature to fill me up. Uh, That's what I would really, really like to get into this week is to get more consistent walking days. So, you know, nature, sun, curiosity and good conversation are in my cup this week. Yvette, what about you? So I would say, as always, to to spend more and more time in the Word. I found a new app called Lectio 365, which has a which has a devotion to wake you up in the morning and one to go to bed at at, at night with. And so I've been I've been doing that. So so jumping more into that. Uh, today I had a conversation with my sister, which I said I always do. But on the but on the call we called in our cousin. And we had a great conversation. I hadn't talked to her in a while, so I need to connect with family, uh, not just my, you know, my my nuclear family, but my extended family a little bit. And uh, so I want to do more of that this week because it was, you know, we had a great conversation talking about, you know, kind of our our history, and it was it was really great. So more of that, and then I'd say more time with my husband. Uh, he's great. He doesn't complain. But I hope to spend, you know, we went to church together this morning. I was just so glad. It was so good to just stand next to him and hold his hand and worship together. Uh, we watched them last night, which is like a whole nother thing. But still, it was good <laughs> to be able to watch that with him. So, you know, spend more time with the hubs. <laughs> Absolutely beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Yvette, have a wonderful rest of your day. And please do not be a stranger to Coffee and Combos. Never, never.